Uh, my little object um, for today uh, is one of these. I don't know if anybody uh, knows what this is. No? A tester pot, that's right. Whenever we move house, my wife gets lots of these. Colours in different parts of the wall. Um, maybe five, six, seven, eight different colours on the wall and then asks me what I think. My normal response is, which one do you prefer, dear? She's caught on to that and she says, no, 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 no. I asked you first, you answer first. Um, so I can't just go with her uh, anymore. A little tester pot of paint that shows us a little strip of what the color of paint is going to be like in our light, in our environment, where we are, where we live. You know, the Bible also says, taste and see that the Lord is good. Take a little bit of God today is really what it's saying and see how good he is. Whenever we invite him into our lives, into our environment, we can see that his presence changes the color around us. He begins to color in our lives in all of its fullness, as we'll hear a little bit later on in our service today. I wonder, me included, do we have to maybe do a little bit of new tasting and seeing that the Lord is good today? Just to pause this afternoon and to reflect or to think and see who he is and the wonder of his creation and the beauty of this weather and marvel at the God that we worship wants to be present with us and walk in our lives. Let's pray. Father, thank you that you are indeed present, that you have not left us aloof or ran away. Lord, we thank you that in this moment, whenever your presence is with us, it brings color to our lives, it brings depth to our focus, and everything that we see starts to jump off the page. Today, help us to taste and see that you are good. To taste and see that your mercies are new every morning. To taste and see that you are doing a new thing amongst us here. Come, Holy Spirit, and be present with us, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. We're going to hear God's word read. Today. Ephesians chapter 3, verses 14 to 21. A prayer for the Ephesians. For this reason, I kneel before the Father from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name. I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the Lord's holy people, to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ, and to know that this love surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than we all ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Sophie, uh, for reading that for us um, today. Uh, we are, last few weeks we've been in the book of Ephesians, and that's where we find ourselves um, again today. Um, 
the book of Ephesians, as we said over the last couple of weeks, it's a real encouragement for the church. It's a challenge for the church. Uh, last week we heard it was a challenge and an encouragement for us in this parish, uh, right here as we uh, consider, look out uh, into our community. Um, we've seen it was an encouragement to us as the Lord is present with us, uh, that he is at work amongst us. Um, and today, um, this is actually contains one of my favorite verses of all times, the passage that we're reading today. Uh, maybe you'll often hear me use it as a benediction or a blessing at the end um, of the service. But this is more than just a benediction or a blessing. Actually, uh, this is a prayer written in this letter to the church at Ephesus. And so this is Paul uh, writing and praying. He, he's, he's encouraged the church and now he's praying for them. And so we can see how that balance works. We encourage each other and then we pray for each other. There's a challenge in there for us as well. Uh, but as we see in this uh, prayer, this is almost giving us a, 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 it's almost as if the, the curtains are twitching. Have you ever been to someone's door and um, the curtains kind of twitches to see who's outside it? This is almost like the curtain is twitching and we, but we're looking in. We're, we're getting a snapshot into that holy place where Paul is having a conversation uh, with the living God. And Paul, in his letter, is inviting us in um, to that holy place. And in this prayer, we see that this is about power and fullness coming on the church, but it's more than that. In verse 14, it says, For this reason I kneel before the Father, from whom the whole family in heaven and earth derives its name. Remember a couple of weeks ago we talked about God knowing us. We're, we're chosen by him. We're adopted by him. Into his family that we have been wanted. And he sacrificed himself for us. Loves us so much. There it is again. Before the father from whom the whole family in heaven and earth derives its name. We have been given a new name. Something has been spoken over us. We spoke about that. Names are really, really important, aren't they? It's good to know each other's names, to remember each other's names. Names mean something to us. But it's more than that. Actually, here he says uh, in verse 16, I pray that out of his glorious riches we may be strengthened. Strengthened. Who doesn't want a wee bit of strength every now and again? I know I do. He prays that the love may be rooted. That I pray that of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being, so Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you being rooted and established in love. It's not just that you might have love. It's not just you might experience love. That you are rooted in love. That gives it a whole other depth and meaning, doesn't it? We know, um, especially in this dry weather, the trees which roots are good <laughs> will survive. The trees of the roots and the plants that aren't won't. Roots allow us to draw from the very depths in order that we can survive the driest of moments. 
It's not just being strengthened and rooted in love. Verse 18 says, may have power together with all the saints to grasp how wide and long, high and deep is the love of Christ. And to know that love that surpasses knowledge. We are to know. I remember whenever we were praying uh, over something, um, whenever we were leaving our curacy and we were praying over where it was that the Lord might take us to. I remember a friend of ours praying with us and after he prayed, he, he looked at us and he said, you'll know when you're knower whenever you know that you know. Now you have to think about that for a wee minute. You'll know when you're knower whenever you know that you know. That's a lot of knows, isn't it? But then you know, don't you? You get what he was saying. You know when you're knower whenever you know that you know. That's the kind of know that this passage is speaking about, that we would know how wide, how deep, how high, how extravagant God's love and presence is for each one of us. Because whenever we know that, then we expect the fullness of him. That's what first 19 says, and to know the love that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled to the measure of all fullness of God. A measure of all fullness. It almost seems like a bit of an oxymoron, doesn't it? The measure of all fullness. A measure implies that you take a certain amount of it but leave some, but yet fullness implies that it's everything. And really what is being said there is no matter how much of a measure that we take from God, that we receive from God, that God gives to us, there is always more yet to come. So whenever we think we've reached the end of our tether, there's still more of God to help us through. Whenever we think we've reached the ultimate moment of excitement and jubilation, there is still yet more that can come. But this isn't about me. It can't be about me. And that flies in the face of the culture around us. It's all about him. And it's about what he has done for us, in us, and through us. That's the expectation that we walk in. Um, I was reading this morning um, before I came out in a little, um, it was a well-tattered little book um, called Green Pastures. Um, it's almost like a little devotional book for each day. And as I opened it um, to today, uh, July the 25th, this uh, is what it says. Every life will have its times of sore testing. It's times of sharp trial. It's experiences in which ordinary strength and preparation will not avail. It's when we have Christ behind our own little strength, when we are abiding in him, when our faith links us to his everlasting fullness, that we have the reserve that we need for any future. True religion binds the soul to God. So from his divine fullness, supply comes to every emergency. We cannot fail if God is behind us. Our lamps can never go out if they are fed from heaven's olive trees. 
But if we have no such reserve, our own feeble strength will soon be exhausted and there will be no refilling of the empty vessel. It's in him that we receive what we need. It's in him that we know that we can hope that there is yet more to come. See, verses 20 and 21 say this. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us. To him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Let's just break that down for a couple of moments. Now to him who is able to do, it's God who does it. It's not about me. It's God who does it. Who is able to do immeasurably more. Abundantly more. Than all we ask. Our prayers are never too big. But they're also never too small. According to his power that is at work within us, he is present with us. It is his power back to him and not me. It's to him we give the glory throughout all generations because he is eternal. He is present with us. And so in these moments, whenever we feel that we are failing, in these moments, whenever we feel that we are not enough, we lean into him. Because his grace is sufficient for you and his power is made perfect in your weakness. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we can ask or imagine according to his power as it work within us. Who, who, who wouldn't want that? We want more of that, don't we? Actually, whenever you dig into the, the undercurrents of the meaning of the text here, it's not just more than we can ask or imagine. It's, it's so much more than that. It's almost as if it's more than we can ask or even dare to imagine. Because often whenever we imagine something, the constraints around us or humanity or experiences in life then come in and constrict our imagination and we think, oh, that, yeah, that, that maybe not possible. Or, yeah, 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 no, from experience, no, that, no. 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 So actually, the undercurrent of this is even more than we dare to imagine. And so we imagine what God can do, and then we say, whoa, that's the least of what he can do. There's so much more yet to come. But we note something that I missed out at the very beginning. And it's how verse 14 starts. It says, 
for this reason I kneel before the Father. All of this is possible in Paul's life and in Paul's world. And it is an encouragement to the church because he kneels before his father. He postures himself in a different way and he prays. And he seeks that the Lord may be present with him. And then... He claims that he is the one who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask, seek, or would even dare to imagine because he has spent time with the Lord. And his mind has been blown. I wonder where does that come into your life, my life today? How does this passage of scripture affect what it is that we will do when we exit this building? How does the knowledge that surpasses all understanding that the God that we worship is able How will that affect our lives? How will that affect our decisions? How will that affect our conversations? How will that affect who we simply are today? Will it cause us to simply dismiss it and and continue on as normal? Or, Or will it cause us to stop, to ponder, fall on our knees to posture ourselves anew before a living God and say here is my burden Lord here is the situation I want to thank you for Lord here is this moment that I want to pray what the apostle Paul prayed here's my family here is my church family Here is my community. I want to pray this for them and over them. That we might know in our inner being that Christ dwells with us. And because he does, The fullness of his measure is present with us. Where the fullness of God's measure is, then there is nothing lacking for that moment. Strength, peace, encouragement, all of those things are available and present for us. But first, we need to look to him. And receive from him. Let's pray together.
Father God, thank you that you are indeed present. Even in the moments when we don't see you or believe that we feel you, truth is that you are still there. So Lord, help us to see. And Lord, as we pray for each other, we take a moment to consider the person on our left or on our right. Maybe unaware of what is happening in that person's life in this moment, but simply praying that your presence would be with them. The fullness of your measure would be around them. Pray for those who we know and love who have sought our prayers today. For those at home or indeed those in hospital. And today we pray with those who grieve. Praying especially for the Morton family. In this moment, we also want to thank you, Lord, that we we are indeed fearfully and wonderfully made. As our frames were knit together in our mother's wounds, you planned the days that were laid out for us. And so into the week that is yet to come, We consider what it is that we will be experiencing the way we are awaiting a result from a doctor, maybe a difficult conversation at work, an unusual relationship. Maybe it's a moment of happiness and gladness. in the midst of all of that Lord we want to pray that we would grasp how wide and long how high and how deep is your love the love that surpasses all of our knowledge and understanding of what love is so that we pray for our community the streets around here the places that you've sown us into and so we consider the street that we live on we walk our dog on we buy our milk on we go to work on and we pray for that street we call to mind the homes and the houses that are on that street and as we go we simply pray for your presence in those places 
the fullness of your measure in those places. And Lord, we dare to imagine that as we connect with our community, that we carry that hope out of this place with us. We dare to imagine that your kingdom would come and that your will would be done in this place. As we pray, our Father, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil. Thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Amen. When we stand um, and affirm our faith in the words of the Apostles' Creed, please stand. I believe. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son or Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Amen. So as we close, uh, we hear um, some words from the Apostle Paul from Ephesians chapter 3 today. For this reason, he says, I kneel before the Father, from whom every whole family in heaven and earth derives its name. And he prays that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the saints to grasp how wide, long, high and deep is the love of Christ, and to know this love that surpasses knowledge, and that you may be filled with the measure of all the fullness of God. So now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be glory in the church, and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. And with the blessing of God Almighty, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, bless upon each one of us this day and forevermore.